ho 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 and a happy holidays welcome back to the white elephant special of so you think you can fan in last episode we read mine and sergio's and michael's today we have with me greg chudley sergio kai and matt say hello gentlemen hello happy holidays i like that sergio and kai both talked over each other that was very good (laughs) same brain cell So we had three stories down and I do believe if I've done my math right, which I usually don't, we do have two stories left. Is this correct? Yes, this is correct. Let's go. uh, For zero context for whoever's listening to these, um, Matt, the monkey balls have been found. Okay, that's good. I'm glad you found them. I didn't find them. Oh. What about uh, that stash of ivermectin? Did you grab that? I did not find the ivermectin. <laughs> what about our ketamine? Okay. Anyways, let your mom find the ketamine. <laughs> I know, I know. I have it hidden next to all my math. So let's, uh, let's get into this. Who is uh, bringing their story to us first? I know the answer to this question, but I want it to be a surprise for the audience. So It's me. <laughs> All right, oh, so here, yeah. here's what well, I've got hope, for you. Itching my head picked up on the mic. It did. It oh, did. good. <laughs> nice uh, head scratch ASMR. Also, can I say that 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 the intro to this, uh, like the the, the 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 title of this fanfic screams to me, graphic design is my passion. <laughs> you also please please highlight the like green box that's oh, on yeah. the picture. Thanks. <laughs> Okay, Will so... you read us the title with the, the green uh, <laughs> yes. hidden text? <laughs> yes, so here's the title of my story. Tall Goth Mama Subway Xmas, Lady Dumitrescu X Reader, by Kai, Fear Boner Edition, Gone Wrong, Gone Sexual, in the Hood. Thank All you right, for having please. a cast list. <laughs> yes yes i i wanted to do this specifically so that we could actually pick parts okay so matt do you want to be the narrator it's a lot like it's a it's a lot of text i, I was born for this okay um i will be billy because uh he has like two lines i would like to be you okay you can be you which is chris pratt <laughs> So did you not did you not use foreskin as your third body part? No, I did. It's in there somewhere. Where? It's I don't see it under the the You the did not write fill in the under, No, you wrote body part 3 ass. <gasps> Uh-oh. No, that this was the fourth one. That was the fourth one that I forgot oh, okay. to put in the Mad Lib. So that one's like the super secret one. Um and then uh Sergio, would you like to play all of the women? <laughs> <laughs> All of the women. Uh, if, if There's four want, of them. If you, I think four is a little much, even for me. Okay. Uh, I think Matt should be one of the women. Okay. Um, I I call not Lady Dimitrescu. That I could be Lady Dimitrescu for Sergio. Yes. Yes. I'll be Here, Cassandra. Why don't we, why don't we each and take Matt can be Daniela. Oh, that works okay. too. Dan I'll Daniel. take I'll take Bella, I guess. I'll if you don't Daniela. make a damn Daniel joke with Daniela, I will be very upset with this, and I will rate this one star. It's not in there. I'm sorry. I have one star. This is bad. Yes, please be Santa. It works. Okay. Okay. So we've got let's the parts. skip over these. Let's skip over these Mad Libs. So yes. there's, so, so there's surprises for the audience. Yes. Okay. So I I'll start us off because this is Billy talking. <clears throat> you can Chris hear my Pratt. dog. You can hear my dog kicking the floor on my fuck. It's picking up on my microphone. Hold oh on. no! <laughs> it's okay. It adds uh, atmosphere. Get out of here! All right, let us let us begin. We're good. Okay. I picked him up and I threw him as hard as I could at the wall, and he splat like a fucking piece of gum. Damn. <laughs> All right. Well, Animal bed. abuse aside, let us begin. Uh. Chris Pratt, I'd like a 12-inch... <laughs> I forgot that I put 12-inch-inch. 
like twelve inch, inch meatball marinara and an extra large coke and a cookie. You sigh, running a weary hand through your hair. Your best friend Billy pays this no mind, blowing his nose into a tissue. His sickness was so obnoxious that if you hadn't been looking, you may have suspected a flock of Canadian geese were beginning to perch inside his bedroom. Oh, that picked up on the mic. This is you, Jake. All right, all right. Anything else, your majesty? I can't do Chris Pratt. So <laughs> he finds a cough and wince and <coughs> two pathetic words. Two cookies? Uh, you know it's not a question, even though the ends of his words are lifted slightly in tone. You put about as much effort into concealing your irritation as he did in concealing his rapidly improving health. Fine. Two foot long meatball. <laughs> er, <laughs> why did I... What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Where's the two I, I saw the two. I saw the two. <laughs> two cookies. Fine. Foot long meatball. Extra large coke. Two cookies. Got it. Your noble knight will return in like half an hour. I was my savior. (laughs) Billy cries. Hallelujah. You grab your coat and slide into your gloves, bidding your king farewell with a decidedly noble middle finger. As soon as your boot leaves the threshold, your breath curls into the air. The freezing night is chill and crisp. The air invades your lungs and you feel as though shards of broken glass have slipped inside. Why did I bother to leave on such a cold night? And for such a jackass. (laughs) You zip up your coat and walk more briskly, needing a quickened pace just to sustain warmth. Jackass or not, you would do anything for Billy. He's been your best friend for 15 minutes. Despite his proclivity towards sickness and That's not what it says. You lie. 45 minutes. Thank you. He supposed that by now he would call you his best friend, if not just his longest lasting, but in these later years, it seems you have become more like his errand boy than anything else. Yeah. You sigh, your breath leaves you in a cloud. You've known him for years, but you just now earned best friends. Yes, yes, they've only been friends else, for Everyone minutes. else left. Everyone else left. It's only a 15 minute walk to Subway. A sheen of ice glistens on the cobblestone street. But there is no snow to trudge through, so the time passes easily, though slippery. While navigating the terrain, you may or may not fall. You better be ready to eat fresh, you fucker. (laughs) You think as you arrive. Curiously, the windows are dark. The parking lot is deserted, save one vehicle. A white oversized hearse. The ice underfoot shifts from a gentle sheen to a treacherous, crackling sea. You fall once or twice, or even thrice this time. You finally reach the front door and yank on it with bruised knuckles. It doesn't budge. Why am I bruised? From falling. (laughs) You hail from the... Okay. U.S. Coast Guard. And are well-versed in the art of Dick Fu. This simple subway-branded metal and glass contraption is no match for your superior strength and intellect. Mustering your energy, you plow your shoulder into the door, which complains with a deep groan quickly swinging open. I just want the readers and Kai to know that is not how you are trained to open a door. (laughs) As you stumble inside, you kick it. You're supposed to kick it. Uh, As you stumble inside, a chill breeze flutters through the downy layers of your A&W root beer brand coat. (laughs) The inside of the subway is different than you anticipated. There are no hallmarks of the standard issue subway motif. No eye-bleeding, flickering fluorescent lighting. No off-white scuffed and speckled tile that somehow always had multiple different condiment and condiment stains. (laughs) No early 2000s pop hit b-sides whining like mosquitoes from speakers implanted in the roof. Instead, the interior is cold, dark, but certainly not dank. Or perhaps maybe too dank, as the foreboding atmosphere (laughs) could be a hallucination. It seems so otherworldly. There is a lit candelabra on the other side of the room, barely illuminating the wood-paneled walls, where a glass case of decaying vegetables and meat should be, is a long espresso wood table, its legs curving gracefully, carved with intricate designs of leaves and doves and... 
a spindly, tentacled dragon. A light drone emanates from the shadows, draped across the walls. It's too dark to know if it is light static or something else. You look back toward the table, and for the first time notice a small, silver handbell, like the kind that was always thrust upon the younger kids at the obligatory elementary school Christmas band concert. However, in light of the lavish interior before you, you suspect that this bell might be antique pewter. How you suspect this? You have no idea, as you're not by any means an appraiser of antique metals, and usually quite a dumbass. <laughs> Compulsively, you grab the bell by its gleaming handle, waving it around. Its pitch is lower than you expected, but it rings clear as any other. The drone instantly becomes louder, and a swarm of flies descends from the shadows. Insects surround you, a dust devil of wings swirling, blocking your vision. You fall to one knee, unable to keep your balance from the sudden blackness and the sudden horror of feeling a mass of hundreds of pulsating pitch-black blowflies filling your nostrils and crawling in between your eyelashes. However, the swarm relaxes as quickly as it descended upon you. The fog of flies settles and out-materializes three women. They would be incredibly beautiful, if not for the Manscaped brand This podcast strawberry is sponsored syrup. by Manscaped. <laughs> dripping from their full crimson lips and the bad dragon brand this podcast is also sponsored by bad dragon <laughs> their pale beautiful faces the trio each wear charcoal subway polos and baseball caps at odds with their flowing black skirts their shirt buttons are torn expertly enough to expose beautiful, plentiful curves just underneath the fabric. You smile a little at your own fortune, and a little more at Billy's expense. Oh, this is me. <clears throat> Can we take your order? The blonde grabs your forearm and traces her black fingernails across your skin, and locking her sparkling bioluminescent amber eyes with yours. Her chill hands send shivers down your spine. I don't know which movie? one's which. Who, who is Cassandra? That was uh, me. Uh, okay, that's you. What would you like to eat? The dark brunette smirks, a less than innocent gleam in her eyes. Or how about a drink? The redhead rests her head on her palms, as though offering it on a silver platter. They giggle in unison, each following a different discordant rhythm, and it's pleasant in the way that peanut butter is pleasant to mice in a trap. You stand and open your mouth. It delivers Billy's instructions, but the words catch in your throat as the three girls move from behind the darkwood table, slinking closer and closer to you. The corners of their mouths raise a little too much to be considered human, let alone normal. Any sort of appeal that you had felt before melts into an amalgam of fear and disgust. The triplets each grab a body part, wrist, shoulder, toe. Their giggles crescendo to cackles. You're afraid that you're about to be ripped apart and also still sort of enjoy it. Then a deep and sultry voice rumbles. Sergio? <clears throat> now, now, now. Bella, Cassandra, Daniela, girls. Is that any way to treat a customer? Pretty sure Sergio's picking up on my mic. <laughs> yeah, Sergio's getting a little too into that. Sergio, you're Take it like three inches further back. Okay, you're sorry. Next. It was, it was fun, but a little too <laughs> Your neck whips to the side, ready to match the voice to a face. From the gloom steps an incredibly tall woman. Her height would put a basketball player to shame, and her voluptuousness would drive any Kardashian <laughs> to certain stark raving madness. Her dark makeup has Dear been expertly applied to accentuate her bold, pale features, <laughs> and the cut of her dress leaves nothing in the universe. To the imagination. In the presence of such a goddess, you brush off your jeans, feeling self-conscious <laughs> about all the cool <laughs> stains. This Chris is not intended. <laughs> oh well. You think to yourself. What's the worst that could happen? She devours my flesh and bones. Ridiculous. 
<laughs> now, thick and based and red-pilled customer, what is it that your heart desires? She grins at you with bright, narrowed eyes, just like her co-worker's eyes. My lord! My father! <laughs> my blood-red star! Please! Please! Tell us what you most desire! Oh, my dog's going off. You wonder if some of the flies entered your esophageal cavity and are now fluttering around inside. You take a deep breath to steady your nerves. You say... Calmly... I'd like a 12-inch meatball marinara and an extra-large Coke with two cookies. Please, thank you, ma'am. Okay, maybe not entirely calmly. The smile instantly drops from the tall lady's lips and her eyes go blank. Her next words are slow and loud. Do you understand English? Chris Pratt. God damn it. <laughs> you repeat yourself, this time with embarrassment heating your cheeks, but composure starting to appear. Oh no. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. Or like a 12 inch, me 12 inch inch meatball marinara, two cookies, and an extra large cock. <laughs> <laughs> All four of the ladies bristle at your words. Do you realize your mistake? I mean Coke, an extra large serving of Coke, right from my friend's veins. I mean, the caffeine goes into his veins, you know, from drinking it. Cola, Coca-Cola. Finally, Bella leans forward, chuckling, running a finger under your eyeball. Silly man, we only have Pepsi products. <laughs> you agree dumbly. <laughs> Mirth returns to the rest of the women who smile at each other and then you in a manner that can only be described as lesgevious. The tall woman nods what the fuck does mean? It's a le dictionary. Lascivious. Lascivious? Lascivious. Yeah, whatever. The tall I woman used a word that we don't know. And now I know suffering. this word, but the I don't woman, believe you. The tall woman nods no. toward her co-workers, and finally speaks. My daughters will take care of your order. In the meantime, I will keep you company until they are finished preparing it. The girls smile widely, showing off sharp, white, gleaming teeth. They glide off into another room with their skirts stirring like smoke, kicking up storms of flies with their movement. From far away, you hear the sound of a large, heavy door, possibly made of thick wood, creak close. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. We need your fault. That must be the kitchen of this strange subway. You think to yourself? Well, actually, you're trying not to think because it makes you want to leave and you'd rather be here with strange interested women than at home taking care of patient zero. From out of thin air, or perhaps out of the settling swarm of flies, the tall older woman manifests a large chair, matching espresso wood and carvings to the table. She pats the back of the chair, beckoning you forward. Your legs move unbidden. You take a seat, resting your previously bruised, accident-prone ass on the cold wood. As soon as you sit, <laughs> she swivels the chair to face her and leans on the table with a hand. One of her hips cough dangerously to the side. A perfect arc. You can't help but stare until she speaks, and you must drag your eyes heavenward to meet her tall, bright gaze. John Heavensward? <laughs> John Heavensward from the award-winning MMO Final Fantasy XIV and its expansion <laughs> Heavensward, which is free with <laughs> free trial. Stop. <clears throat> stop. No, we don't want people playing it anymore. Please stop. No, everyone stop playing FF14 right freaking now. Oh my god, Sergio. This has been a PSA. Keeping you. We'll, sh we'll show up to your house with a tire iron and destroy your computer so you can no longer play anymore. <clears throat> Thanks, base boosted Sergio. Where are my manners, dear? My name is Lady Demetresque, and those were my daughters, Bella, Cassandra, and Daniela. We are all very pleased to make your acquaintance. And you are. Uh, I'm Chris Pratt. Pleased to meet your acquaintance, Lady Demetresque. Because it just feels right. 
You take her hand quickly, kissing it like a knight returning to his queen. After weeks of ass-kicking, her friendly smile starts to meet her eyes a little more than before. Oh, uh, oh, please, Chris Pratt. Call me Alcina. She moves her hand to your shoulder, and in spite of her otherworldly size, her movements are delicate and dainty with years of practiced etiquette. Alcina. You repeat, tone blank. You are dumbfounded that such a creature would be touching you, one who looks like a gap-toothed, hunchbacked <laughs> minotaur in comparison. Lady D begins to stroke back and forth, massaging her shoulders, which are engulfed in her large hands. Her perfectly manicured black nails scratch you gently. You find yourself fading from reality, melting into her arms. She smells faintly of roses and citrus and talcum powder. And something else, too. Something you can't quite put your finger on. Something rotten, perhaps. She starts to trace circles on your aching back, and you give up thinking about it, closing your eyes. You feel the soft, pillowy pressure of Lady D's massive conglahongas press against your back. You are starting to flee to somewhere else, perhaps the land of pleasure. That was not improvised, by the way. That is in, that is in the script. That is, in fact, <laughs> as written, with, in, with inflection and tone matching the author's intention. Yes. In the kitchen, in the distance, you hear a dull clatter and some loud, muffled giggles. Then some squealing. Your eyebrows furrow in frustration. Can't they cause trouble a little quieter? Even the hum of tiny insect wings has become a relaxing lullaby with Lady D's hands on you. Hands that start to creep lower and lower and... Your eyes scrape open. Was that a scream you heard? No, it couldn't have been. Why would there be screaming? But then you hear it again. It was most definitely <coughs> loud low, masculine scream. And not simply a scream of happiness as a man receives his sandwich when he has reached peak hunger. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I think you mean hanger, Matt. Hanger. Elsina? You ask, voice murky with mingled lust and fear. What was that? Nothing, dear. Close your eyes again. You can't help but do as she asks. She obliges you with long, white fingers, starting to unbuckle your <laughs> sonic pattern belt and unzip your blue jeans. She's just like me, for real. <laughs> Her breath is hot against your neck. There's that smell again. This time, however, it is unmistakable still lingering underneath a miasma of mint is the metallic tang of blood you draw slightly back from lady d eyes still closed but she pulls you back closer into her you find it hard to believe that such a tall and beautiful mummy would be wanting to have her way with you for any reason that could be purely positive finally you understand when her face descends to your neck and you feel the pinprick pressure of two needles being drawn down you wrench yourself away from her teeth, barely able to remove yourself from her harsh grip. She allows your body to fall limply onto the hardwood below. Lady Dad, D towers above you, her eyes glowing with irritation. I don't consent to that. You can't believe that is what escapes from your dumb ass mouth. Her mouth curdles into a sneer, and you can see that her canines are dangerously sharp and glistening candy red. Did I ask for your consent? You gulp loudly. I just want my sandwich and cookies. <laughs> she leans all the way down until she can finally grip you by the collar. She pulls you in by your shirt. Listen, little man. I'm the manager around here. I make the rules. You will have your sandwich. 
She trails off, allowing her sneer to reshape itself into a wide smirk. And your cookies, too. All in due time. It takes us a long time to ensure both quality and freshness. <laughs> you hear another scream, the same deep manly voice as before. You start to pull away from Lady D, but she's too strong. Your own shirt collar chokes you. She grips you with her other hand, crushing your ass. Oh. You don't understand. You do understand, don't you, Chris Pratt? You nod. Oh. Speak. Good boy. She releases your neck abruptly and then hoists you into the air by your foreskin. Lady D. I'd like to show you our process since you are such a nosy, naughty little thing. With that, she carries you through the halls of her subway building, which is a lot larger on the inside than it appeared on the outside. In fact, if you didn't know better, you would assume you had been transported into the serpentine halls of a castle. At some point, you shift around, your face pressing directly into her voluptuous dowabungas. You start to be suffocated again, but in a much different way than before. But not unpleasant. Finally... You hear an identical sound of the door creaking to before, only much louder this time. And she extricates you from the deep crevice of her cleavage, setting your feet gently on the ground. Inside, you see her three daughters gathered around a stone slab. And on that slab is a man laying down. No, fastened down. His eyes are shut tightly in pain. But he's not just any man. He has a fuzzy white beard, a red nose, a round belly, and is dressed from head to toe in red. There's a darker red Holy stain shit. blooming outward from his abdomen. One of the girls, Cassandra, you think, has been caught literally red-handed with a devilish smirk adorning her face. Holy shit. You accidentally peep out, out loud. Then you put two and two together. Holy fucking shit. <coughs> Language. I need to cough. Language, Chris Pratt. <laughs> Lady she had a blow fly in her throat. Your harsh <laughs> words might spoil the meal, not to mention my daughter's dignity. You crane your neck back, almost at an inhuman level, in order to catch Alcina's eyes. You're not seriously torturing real live Santa Claus. That one's you, Jacob. I read it. No, no the next Sandra. one. girl. Cassandra. Oh. We're not torturing him. Ha ha ha. Cassandra laughed. Let's see. I think that was... Okay. I think it's your Daniela. We're just preparing your meatball marinara. Daniela joins in with her sister, flipping her auburn hair over her shoulders. Your stomach drops in disgust and fear. There's no way on earth I'd eat anyone, anybody's fucking marinara meatballs, yet alone if they belong to father fucking Christmas. <laughs> For the first time in your pitiful life, you feel your boiling blood actually starting to take shape into a sharp in, range. In the words of Chris Pratt. What did you say? <laughs> Lady D, yawn. <laughs> Oops. Is, <laughs> that, is that who this humongous <laughs> man is? Well, I never would have guessed. Of course, we were sent some elves a while ago, but they proved to be too chewy, and we can only have the best cutlets for Subway sandwiches. You let that comment go. Some managers take their jobs way too seriously. You're a monster. You spit out. A rage more potent than yours sparks in Lady D's eyes. They burn brighter than her daughters did what seems like hours ago now, but is in fact less than ten minutes ago. Her perfect 
mouth curves into a snarl. If you think I'm a monster, I'll give you a monster, Chris Pratt. Her hands quake with fury, and faster than light speed, she seizes you by the neck once more. Her long, delicate fingers wrap like boa constrictors, their pressure increasing. Your face goes beet red as you struggle to take in air to no avail. This is not how you had hoped your evening with Alcina would go. As she squeezes the life out of you, her beautiful smile returns. A shame you won't even live to see my true form. Your vision begins to recede into blackness, your hearing into a deafening high-pitched whine, the hallmarks of unconsciousness. Suddenly, your body slams into the hardwood floor for hopefully the last time today. You look up. Santa Claus has broken his restraints from the table and has one wrapped around the neck of Bella. He pulls her tight to his body. Don't move, and the blonde doesn't get hurt. I've seen what you've done to my elves, you creature of the night. Don't even move a muscle. Lady D's eye... No, her hair is disheveled. Her eye twitches and her jaw jitters. Apparently, Santa does not find this movement offensive. The big man reaches into his velvet red suit and pulls out a mysteriously unseen sawed-off shotgun. He cocks it with one hand. The weapon clunks loudly. Santa points the shotgun directly at Cassandra's neck. Tell me why I shouldn't end your daughters like you ended my little helpers. Give me one good reason. Dear God. (laughs) Santa's fucking unhinged. (laughs) You touch my daughters, I'll let you know the true meaning of claws. Lady D snarls viciously, her black nails curling and lengthening. Wrong answer! He pulls the trigger. You are deafened once more. Cassandra <laughs> falls limply to the floor, instantly covered in a swirling black mass of flies. You feel a spatter on your cheeks from how close you are to the shot and stare blankly in front of you. Dimly, you are aware that you are going into shock. You are hardly aware of what happens next, knowing only brief snippets of reality unfolding in front of you. Lady D rushes at Santa. He gets off another shot and another Bella joins Cassandra on the ground. Daniela joins soon after. For his size, he spryly runs to a window and escapes into the night. Lady Dimitrescu lets out a blood-curdling growl that reverberates deep in your bones, running to this catch up banger, with you. This is a banger sentence right here. <laughs> the ground <laughs> beneath you shakes with her footsteps, as if you're in Jurassic Park. And the T-Rex was hot. (laughs) You fight to stand. The footsteps recede and your efforts become easier. Finally, you are on your feet again, but the world still pitches back and forth like the subway castle thing has become a boat. You pursue Santa and Lady D out the window, but your progress is slow. You have fawn legs made of half-formed jello. Crossing the threshold, you see Santa leaping on parapets of a legitimate castle. Your brain too mushy to ponder your current spatial predicament. An absolutely massive black and white monster flies towards Santa. Its gaping maw leans over him, jet black tentacles writhing in bloodlust. His aim deteriorates to stormtrooper level, and then a tentacle shoots out, knocking the shotgun from his hands. The tentacle drags the not-so-jolly old fellow forward. The great jaws open wider, dislocating like a snake. Inside, an inky tongue thrashes in anticipation. The white figure on the back of the beast, no, attached to the beast, cackles deeply with the strength of many voices. A quote resonates in your mind. This is Lady D. A shame you won't even live to see my true form. This is Chris Pratt. Alcina! The words tear from your throat. The beast turns to look at you. 
Santa wrenches away from the appendage, wrapped around his waist, breaking free. He lifts up his sleeve, exposing an armband that has a massive button in the center. The monster, Lady D, turns back to him. Life oh, alerts God. can't save you now. <laughs> Shut your whole mouth! Santa slams the button down. There is a sonic boom. And a golden, fully autonomous sleigh rockets from the atmosphere above. A ladder drops from the vehicle right into Santa's waiting hands. As soon as he grips a rung, he is retracted well out of harm's way, and the sleigh shoots back up into the sky, disappearing in a broken, starry streak of light. Lady D slowly shifts from her normal self and approaches you. Monster or not, you can feel the loss of her daughters emanating from her being. Mascara streaks down her face from the tears. She is silent as she weeps. You take her into your arms, which is quite difficult because you are barely tall enough to wrap around more than her hips. There are no words for you to say, but your touch is enough. <laughs> Epilogue. You never did get Belly his sandwich. In fact, uh, you never saw Billy again. You hope that wherever he is, he's learned his lesson to not boss his best friend of 45 minutes around. <laughs> Instead, you move into Subway Castle with your new tall goth mama GF. You improve the menu so that it doesn't include the flesh of elves or immortal gift givers. In fact, uh, you just use GMO animals like a normal restaurateur. You bring in new customers, and eventually you take over the Subway Empire, but humbly let your GF become the new CEO of Subway, a title which people are more than willing to let go to a giant, voluptuous, immortal woman. You marry Lady Dimitrescu and take her last name because it sounds way more badass than your own last name. You have Chris Dimitrescu. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you have three new daughters. You were only a little peeve the three girls also got named Bella, Daniela, and Cassandra since you wanted to name them Jessica, Hannah, and Bessely. I think we I have a complaint to make with the author. <laughs> Uh, yes. Bella, Daniela, and Cassandra are immune to gunfire. How did they die? Santa, Santa is magic bullets. There is nothing. Just like the one that killed power. JFK. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing that can resist the power of Christmas cheer coated shotgun shells. Yes. You grow old and Lady D stays forever as perfect and as arousingly terrifying as the day you first met her. At some point, you have a midlife crisis and invest in NFTs. It's not a good idea and it wastes money. Lady D has passionate, angry, ghastly sex with you every time you waste her money. So it's not a total loss. You die surrounded by your new family and your customers. Quite literally surrounded by your customers as you have a heart attack while choking to death on a genuine non-Santa meat 12-inch meatball marinara. Very unfortunate indeed. But you may rest easily and happily knowing... You are dearly missed. And here we have, at the end, a photo gallery what for us to enjoy. You gotta keep scrolling. Photo gallery includes a shirtless picture of Dad Bod Chris Pratt with a bit of a gut. That is not Dad Bod routine. Chris Pratt. He's got, an, he's got a six pack. What do you mean? Yeah, it's also got a beginnings of a beer gut that's right a, underneath that's a, it. That's his fucking pelvic bone. <laughs> that's you can't have a... You can't have a beer gut in a six pack <laughs> those oppose each other <laughs> there's a diametric opposition Beneath okay keep that, scrolling have lady dimitrescu wearing cow print uh, strip bra looking down <laughs> upon a tiny man while she holds a lot of rope in one arm clearly me, ready for Ethan. yeah that's, <laughs> no, that's yes it is <laughs> yeah it's Chris Brad. Uh, then we have a picture of a uh, a man standing next to a woman who is so tall, her shoulders and head are out of the fr out of the screen. He looks slightly bemused. Me and is Lady Dimitrescu. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Me and Lady Dimitrescu on our way to get married when Resident Evil Eight Village drops. Uh, beneath that, we have a. Twitter screen cap of Lady Matresca. It's an iPhone screen cap, actually. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Accompanied by a picture of a man or woman viciously gripping a very fat white rat. With blushies. With blushies. Uh, text is Lady Dimitrescu when grabbing you. Uh, beneath that, we have 
a uh, small catalog of Lady Dimitrescu screaming at you in nice black inky drawings and her being twice as tall as any other man. Nice. <laughs> it was great. Thank you. Thank you. I liked that. <laughs> I think Very Jake different the certified hood classic of the White Owl. Oh, for sure. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. But I think it's going to be dethroned by Matt because Matt has written most of the certified hood classic stories that we have that we have created know. for I don't each know if I'd other. call them all certified hood classics, but they are all one, certified hood classics. This one I hope will be just as funny as any other. For it is in fanfic links and it is called Santa Claus is coming to the Death Star 3. <laughs> <laughs> three. I will narrate this. You have no choice. Oh, okay. Awesome. There is no cast I list. Chapters. I see the chapters. Are Santa Claus is coming to the Death Star 3. Burke. Diner, diner, diner. Yeah, I'm coming on there. <laughs> oh yes, you'll enjoy those special moments. As I said, there is, there is no cast list. Uh, everybody dies way too quickly for there to be a cast list. So we're just sweet. I'm just gonna. Matt, tell I you. already have a complaint. Yes. Uh, it should be Yavin nineteen. <laughs> yeah. Like the planet Yavin no, I, I was thinking about that, but then I don't think the joke would be quite as clear. Anyhow, uh, stop reading ahead. <laughs> Shut up, bitch. Read the read the fucking thing, then. I was explaining to you how we're doing the cast. I'm going to tell you who you're going to play. Uh, there okay. Are, except for the fact director, there, are three, there are three actually important characters. There is Santa, there is Emperor Palpatine, and Luke Skywalker. Obi Luke, I think I think Sergio should be Santa. We need our our representation for the brothers. Yes, yes, Blanda. All right. We need Blade. I, I guess I'll be Palpatine. <laughs> do you do you want to be Palpatine or ancillary voices? And I'll just give you more than more than the others. Uh, I I have uh, I will admit I've kind of wanted to be Palpatine, but it's up to you. Okay, you can be Palpatine. I will be ancillary voices. Okay. All was silent. All was calm. The darkness of space and the dazzling stars was untouched, save for a nearby transportation freighter carrying eight billion pounds of asbestos. <laughs> <laughs> How is that funny? That's not funny. That's literally not funny. Asbestos causes cancer and that's funny. Oh my god. We used to run around we used to run around the high school punching the fucking like the, the ceiling tiles and waiting for the dust to fall and going asbestos powder. Eight billion pounds of asbestos powder. <laughs> the new Death Star Three. It hurled gently towards the hulking mass in space that was the Emperor's brand new mechanism of death in the stars that would be in its third iteration. Kai, would you read this entire paragraph? <laughs> yes. Niner Niner, coming in with the tasty powder for the Emperor of all kinds of things, not human, but mostly humans, over. Jacob. <laughs> Oh, I thought that was me too. Nope. Jacob? Kai again? Niner, niner, niner. Yeah, I'm coming on in. With this frighteningly high key IIQ <laughs> interaction, a small entrance hatch to the interior of the gigantic thrice-designed cosmic corpus once felled by not one but two very sexually active young men in the last three years. <laughs> it was being built in secret, the events of the Death Star 2 having left its master in a rather unnaturally frail state. The explosion was feeble and did nothing to the all-power-full master, but Yavid-19 was developed and accidentally created by Tim the Pinch's untimely death explosion, which infected the Emperor and insinuated within him for approximately two weeks before flaring up. Uh, you'll have to read uh, Palpatine Sterilizes the Ewoks on home video to know who Tim the Pinch is. I don't He's think I have actually ever read Palpatine sterilizes the Ewoks in home video. I wasn't oh. there for it. 
But we have to, we have to show it to you at some point. <clears throat> Maybe at a convention just... where people choose to read it. Or we force people to read it more more specifically. Yes. C- continue. The asbestos pilot carefully navigated his truck next to several other 8 billion pounds of asbestos powder cargo being carried, only mutilating 8 of the other 10 pilots by crashing and careening into them due to traveling at 16 knots through the entrance hole. Asbestos powder was soon raining from the sky of the Dick Sock 3. Delicious I don't asbestos. Like, I don't yes. like the, the, the advent of a sentence having the words not and whole in the same sentence. <laughs> that, that, is, that is upsetting to me. So I'm docking this two points. Delicious asbestos fluttering through the hollow constructions of the deadly machine. the sounds ever ill but this time far more actually diseased emperor of not really mankind resound ned through the indeterminable metal being used to make this triply non-fortified unlife sun each couch and explosion of fermented phlegm shook the surroundings echoing throughout space with the force of a small neutron stars not doing anything because lungs were collapsing and could barely emit any force at all and were in fact not very dangerous. <laughs> Plap clap murmured, trying his hardest to summon his minion. Oh my god, I actually got lightheaded from doing that. <laughs> this is God intended. Summon his minion, who had sadly perished in a genuinely touching send-off, befitting a warrior in the last Star Wars movie ever made that only had prequels and no sequels. Suddenly, a small speck of white flitted into Pulp Master's vision, falling <laughs> into his open mouth and melting on his tongue. A jizzer of joyous pleasure rolled from jaw to ankle in the aged man, and he stood up, feeling a quarter of a century completely unchanged. Aha! That's it! I've got to usurp the power of Christmas cheer to God Vader! <laughs> nothing was calm and nothing was silent as Pip's mane upchucked his air sacs and swallowed them right back but health aside his devious little mind was cranking and creeping searching for the most vile of plots to lure the being known as Claws to his doorstep lured to his death a shiver of unnerving sin swept the galaxy. A disturbance in the force of Gautmatine's latest anal <laughs> They did not know, but something was afoot. No more keenly was this felt than by the Jedi Master Luke Skywalker. Alas, he was engaged in a life-or-death battle with a werewolf-zombie-shaman-wendigo-snowman-thing, which took advantage of the young man's unawareness in a desperate final spell. Kai, would you do the honors? Sure. <clears throat> Fool by the power of Krampus and Rumpus, I cursed you to have a big rain dumpus. As the final word of the spell was uttered and completed, <laughs> Luke was capable of beheading the demon of Christmas, but all too late. Within seconds, his grip on the saber was removed as Luke's hands turned to hooves, his hair shortening into a full coat as he morphed to a full reindeer stag. Luke Snow Strider was born, and I'm not typing this as I say this because I forgot to put it in there. <laughs> oh, Luke. sniffle beards! How do I undo this? He muttered to himself, somehow in perfect galactic common, despite the reindeer mouth. With a few moments of testing, he knew he still had access to all his powers of the Force, but somehow more cheerful. Huh? There was something else giving him power, and it felt very jolly. Wait a minute. <laughs> Santa. Ho, ho, ho. Is that Luke Skywalker I see? A loud, happy, and comforting voice cut through the dark dankness that is the horror of this fanfiction. Santa came, came, town, town. My boy! <laughs> the jolly giant said, getting off of his magical red sleigh wing, which was a sleigh shaped like an X-wing, because Santa sometimes has to bring the gift of terrorism, walking up to Luke's transformed figure and petting his head. He didn't have to bend down at all to do so, seeing as Luke's reindeer form was as tall as the eight-space-foot man. 
Santa, what are you doing here? I thought you got trapped in the North Polaris galaxy. How have you been? How did you escape? Luke's questions came out at a mile a minute with youthful vigor. Santa merely laughed in reply. Oh, 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 all will be answered in time, my boy. But now we have to get you out of here. My sense of Christmas future is telling me that we have something very important to do. Christmas could be a danger, as a Sith is afoot. Saint Esplanadidude to Lukey Wookie. Goish golly gee boy howdy darn tootin' hootin' hootin' nanny, Santa. <laughs> sounds important. Luke exclaimed with bizarrely boyish enthusiasm for a man almost in his thirties, discomforting the readers while they shudder. <sighs> Indeed it is important, Luke, but I have a serious problem. I have no reindeer after my trek from the North Polaris Galaxy. Mrs. Claus is using all of them to deal with the werewolf zombie shaman wendigo snowman things infesting our planet. Just how I found you just a short time ago. Luke. I'm sorry, I, I looked forward and I started laughing. No, don't look forward. Stop it. That's impressive. That you, no, I just imagine Matt reading something and it made me laugh. <sighs> That's impressive that you managed to use the sleigh wing without any reindeer. Aren't they a guidance and propulsion source? Oh, ho, ho. Indeed, it was hard, but I managed to use a secondary instrument for guidance. Peak mega cringe detection. Turns out these werewolf shaman demons who's a what's-its are keen on post- Things to Hollow Coon. Here, what take is a look at the Coon. Po- you ever heard of 4chan? Oh, okay. That. Here, take a look at the post that that the dead over there made. You know, this would have been the perfect joke if you said that they were they, that that they had to be written by Chuck Wendig. <laughs> <laughs> and then Santa leaned over to show Luke Snowstrider the post that. Oh my goodness! <laughs> That's what I was imagining. <laughs> I was thinking about Matt saying that. All right. Kai, I need you to do the dialogue here. Okay. Am I based? I ask myself every day, every night before sleep. I take my based pills. I look in the mirror at myself in shame. I am disgusted by myself. I am not based, I tell myself. Tears in my eyes, snot dripping out of my nose. I finally snap and take the razor to my neck. I do whatever a reasonable man would do. Die. I am not based, so I will not live. They found my body after four weeks. Next to it is a note saying, Based, not man. They did not understand. They thought this was a fake suicide, that someone killed me, and that they made it look like a suicide, but it was a suicide! Years they looked into it. They finally arrested a man. By the name of your mom. (laughs) Luke. Santa, that's horrible. Who would post such a thing? Mm, Only a being infected by Christmas jeer and holiday grunge could make something so... Santa looks away, unable to find a word for the sad, sad state of Wolf. Either way, someone has been spreading this horrible ill will, and I'm sure you've just now felt that a power disturbance in the forest, Luke. Somehow... He paused a moment, a grimly serious expression under his bushy beard and brow. Pippin's pulp is still a life. <laughs> at, the ta- at the same time, Santa uttered that word. A treble white old space owner was attempting to groan and jeer all over the spirit of Christmas. By stealing all 15 gifts, his living 1,000 Dastra 3 employees were gratefully exchanging. Oh boy, I hope mine is a bomb to kill myself with! (laughs) And now, for the special gift I've been planning on giving you. You're a mean one, Palpatine. You really are a hack. You're as cuddly as Darth Maul. You're as charming as Salax Palpatine. You're a bad hatine with a greasy slime trail. You're a vile one, Palpatine. 
midi cloins in your smile. You have all the tendy sweetness of a Kathleen Kennedy Palpatine. Given the choice between the two of you, I'd take the Kathleen Kennedy. You're a monster, Palpatine. Your heart's a bloomy crib. Your foul stench bellows and children scream, oh no, Palpatine. There's one man that you certainly are not. His name was as follows, and I quote, Darth Plagueis Nawise. You know he ain't me, Palpatine. With a nauseous super nos. You're a bulbous, stinky, bulging sack, and you stink up all the day, Palpatine. You're a three-decker sauerkraut and toadstool sandwich with carbonite sauce. How long did that take you to What? We all talked at the same time. What? How long did that take you to make, Matthew? Okay, it took me like, I don't know, an hour of writing the lyrics and then trying to record it and practice it. Fucking incredible. It was great. We need to put it up on the YouTube channel. We should. Yes! <laughs> After the musical gift-stealing montage of Palpatine with his ever-tormented employees, he swiftly opened the gifts himself, only to find... What the fuck is this bullshit? Guns! Thongs! Where's the genuine Christmas cheer to ruin a travel? Pop, 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 screamed out as though <laughs> he slammed his penis in the car door as he threw a large black <laughs> gift box with green wrapping behind him, which promptly exploded behind him as it was contaminated an IED. <laughs> Great. <laughs> now, how can I possibly lose Santa Claus here? The not technically legally ruler of most things not mankind roared into the open space from his vantage point on the dith stitch trace, and he was correct. For once, his eyes did not lie to him, for it was true. Stand close, smoking. <laughs> Kai, would you like to be this uh, Death Star employee? Sure. Oh sweet Jesus, it's Santa Claus! One of the more mentally inhabitable death stirrers moongled from his mouth as he ran with his arms in the air, his compatriots following alongside him, all of them thoroughly fed up with gradually handing their gifts begrudgingly over to their boss because he was stealing Christmas. Santa was finally landing down on a small platform with his sleigh wing being guided by Luke Snowstrider attached to the front of it in a way that was very reminiscent of an R2 unit in an X-Wing, his large antlers sticking out the top in a pee-proud and dignified manner. Sadly, his dismounting abilities were vastly inferior to his standing beauty. Uh, Mr. Claus, how, uh... Luke looked around the sleigh wing frantically for the designated dismount point, as his clumsy hooves couldn't find purchase on the sleigh wing's exterior. Eventually, he found a point to click a hoof into, but it turned out he'd accidentally pushed too hard into the geometry and began Gmod corpse-smashing into it, which caused the sleigh wing <laughs> and Luke to vanish into the ether from infinite force propulsion. Ho, 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 fuck, that's not good. <laughs> Santa bemoaned the loss of his newest reindeer, but turned quickly towards Paltaint, who was sulkily skulking and sleazily sneaking to touch his big red bum. Sadly, he was too late as he was force lifted into the air. Hello, Stanclus! It seems you've been drawn in by my stealing of Christmas cheer. Now, for Christmas this year, I want my son Vader back. He is nearly missed, and I need him to massage my lung <laughs> Pipscock began to laugh and lung shit in equal measure. His lung shit. <laughs> Santa? <clears throat> Palpatine, I cannot believe you'd so callously ask for the gift of the man you killed. 
killed my... The fuck? How did he die? We had a weekly throw me down the death stuffling just two days ago. The sad maybe no longer emperor of so many things that I don't give a fuck about bemoaned, totally confused, and unrepentantly tarded. Santa stared. <laughs> Are we censoring that one? No, it didn't have the R in front of no. it. That, okay, fair enough. Santa stared, deeply concerned for the aging old man thing, <laughs> until a sudden candy cane explosion erupted across the metal deck. Just at that moment, another sleigh wing dashed out of the sky. It was Mrs. Claus, bringing all of the other reindeer. Sorry for the lateness, dear. Those werewolf shaman who's a what's-its just wouldn't sit down and eat my fruitcake. She said while more gracefully dismounting the sleigh wing, which was pulled along by their entire army of 420 reindeer, along with her <laughs> own special guided deer mounted to the front. Yo, Santa that's waved the sex her number. It is. Yes. Santa waved at her from his force-lifted position. Hello, honey. Please don't let him... He tried to warn her, but it was too late, for Palpatine had already used his power of all the Sith to forthlift Lady Claus and the reindeer, who were not force-sensitive like Luke. Lapasak guffawed in laughter before coughing once more with an ominous tummy rumbling to boot. However, they did have something up their sleeves. Don't worry, dear. Dasher, Donner, Andrew, and Connor, initiate reindeer core. <laughs> Maneuver good Wookiee tidings. The two reindeer in question immediately did a reindeer salute before using their powers of the reindeer cheer. The reader is left up to be the one responsible for imagining and describing the reindeer salute. <laughs> they began to use their powers of the cheer to direct and coalesce the combined reindeer power to invoke the power of a giant Wookiee, which slowly began to perform the big steppy animation from the hit video game Warhammer Space Marine. God, I hope the steppies in Warhammer Space Marine too, or I will I will kill myself. I shouldn't have eaten holiday biscuits, gravy, nor the accompanying sponsored laxatives from my favorite company, Fuckspace. Palpatine then shit himself with so much force it instantly gibbed all the reindeer killing them painlessly. <laughs> Dear God. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. I got that out of my system. The old shitter said. As Mr. Old and Mrs. Claus stared in pure terror at their lost army. Now you will give me back my son very wait, what? The Emperor suddenly stopped, hearing something that reminded him of Vader. Someone was shouting, No! <laughs> also, I'm warning all of you, if you read ahead for these next paragraphs, I will shoot you. Okay. He looked okay. with childish okay. glee and Christmas cheer, for once in his heart, his son was coming home. Down to Arms outstretched and lungs beginning to expel from his lips. His heart grew three sizes with jolly love. And then he instantly ruptured into giblets as Luke Snowstrider and the Slaywing universe wrapped back around, landing perfectly on top of him and stopping gently on the steel decking. Luke, now human again and looking frighteningly confused. Mr. and Mrs. Claus landed with an oof. Santana quickly stood up, craking, craving his back <laughs> and ass. Well done, my boy. You've saved Christmas and permanently removed pulk pants from ever appearing in another work of literary fiction ever again. Luke looked between the fat and jolly man, then to the bloody giblets, understanding dawning on his face. So what now, Santa Claus? Ho, ho, ho. Well, I'd be interesting in hearing your thoughts. Ever heard of NFTs? <laughs> what the fuck is this? Hey guys, it's Grace Blizzard here telling you to lick my blue testicles, liver bowls, eat shit, and die, Palpatine, Margaret Thatcher, base, 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 base. Well, I think Fucking that's all. Incredible. I think, I think that's all the time we have. <laughs> 
<laughs> that was the most terrifying thing. I hope wow. that was the worst of the three Palpatine fix I've made. I wanted I, it to be. I th- I think we need to put our votes forth to who had the best white elephant. Uh, I'm going to have to say uh, I'm going to have to say Jacob. I think his was uh, the best length at the right right amount of funny. I think I have to give it to Jacob too. Okay, I so I think the best story is Jacob's, but I think that Matt had the greatest contribution and most extra for having a literal like musical intermission. Yeah, I wish Let I could write that down. A Let me write better. that down. I I also <laughs> I, I think me and Matt need to team up to write the League of Extraordinary Fanons versus Palpatine from the Star Wars franchise. Oh my gosh. Is this a uh, is this a, a Spider-Man No Way Home situation where he gets teleported somewhere else just before he dies? Yes. Yes. Yeah, that'd be fun. Also spoilers. Oh. How is that a spoiler? It is a spoiler. Okay, bro. Okay, bro. It's a spoiler for No Way Home. Come on. So true, okay. bestie. I've got nothing else. Yeah, we're done. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Goodbye. We love you. We love you. I don't. Oh.